1830. Edward Johnson Plummer Darlington, 1834. And a scene from the hallway was in reverse. The strangeness of such reversals, turning everyday words into a form of mysterious code, is something Carol would later remember when producing the mirror writing of Jabberwocky. However, when in 1878 he signed a letter to one child friend, Lewis Carroll, he was also retracing a moment from his own childhood, because at some stage he decided to play the workman's game in reverse. Still visible in the rectory are the initials C.L.D. Charles Lutwidge Dodgson, that he etched in fiddly and precise letters on two panes of glass. Seen from the inside, they cast ghostly traces of Carol's presence under the trees and sky beyond. Seen from the outside, they turned his family into characters in a domestic looking-glass world. Equally enduring was a collection of objects that he helped to hide under the nursery floorboards. Although little is known about when this was done, or why these particular items were chosen, most of the objects have survived, but their secret histories have been lost. So in their current state, they're hard to distinguish from the fragile bric-a-brac of any Victorian family. They include a linen handkerchief, delicately embroidered with lilac flowers, a child's battered leather shoe, and a hand-stitched glove that may once have been white, but is now crusty and liver-spotted with age. Fragments of a clay pipe and crab shell are muddled together with a thimble, a tiny penknife, a crocheting instrument, and some pieces from a doll's china tea set. Other items include a printed cardboard S, a geometrical counter for a game, and a sample of Carol's handwriting. Just one or two objects might be dismissed as a household accident, like the missing toy plane in Geoffrey Hill's Mercy and Hymns, 1971. Two inches of heavy snub silver that spins through a hole in the classroom floorboards, softly, into the rat droppings and coins. However, the fact that the Dodgson family's physical clutter was originally accompanied by a note written by some local builders stating that this floor was laid by Mr. Martin and Mr. Sutton, June 19, 1843, suggests that it was a deliberate collection. Possibly it was deposited to mark the family's arrival in their new home. Items like children's shoes were still occasionally hidden behind walls or under floorboards as symbols of good luck rather as horseshoes are hung on walls today, long after a genuine belief in their magical powers had faded to a nagging superstition. Alternatively, it could have been a little museum of domestic life to which everyone contributed, like those that children later in the century would be encouraged to assemble. But whatever the original intention behind this three-dimensional scrapbook, its real importance to Carol only became clear many years later, in fiction, scenes such as Esther burying her doll near the start of Dickens' Bleak House, 1852-53, usually signal a type of symbolic renunciation. Esther puts away her childish things once she learns that childhood is not a fixed period of time, but a state of mind she can no longer afford. Carol, on the other hand, appears to have treated his family's things more like the small grey elephant, large beetle with a red stomach, 
and finely modelled bull with a suede skin that the children in Kenneth Graham's collection of stories Dream Days, 1898, bury in their garden to prove that their love for these old toys was not entirely broken. One link remained between us and them. The Dodson hoard was not discovered until 1950, when the nursery floor was taken up during more building work. But long before that, Carol had shown that he was capable of treating it in a similar way to the children in Graham's story. It was a private time capsule he could dip into in his writing whenever he wanted to investigate the links between himself and his childhood, allowing him to lift up a loose floorboard in his memory and bring the buried treasures of a past to light. Even when he was writing about fictional characters, Carol enjoyed rummaging around in his mind for interesting physical odds and ends. He remained especially fond of objects such as thimbles, which frequently rose to the...